Hello everybody, Gavin Gad is here. You might be hearing some background noise and that's because I'm running the heater in my apartment, but I've also gone out, bought a bunch of bricks and mortar, learned how to build a fireplace and built a fireplace right next to my desk because it is freaking cold right now and I need to keep my little fingies warm enough to be able to click my mouse to edit. I want to take a brief moment to thank and just make it very clear that one person made it so you all can hear this episode. I just cannot thank Lee Davis Thalborn enough. I posted uh, a clip of audio, and I'll, I'll play it here. I posted a clip of audio on Discord, specifically in the Podcast Problems Discord that Will runs, showing that Will and I had bumped into a problem. Something happened with their setup, that made this happen. Gavin, how are you doing? Wait, Gavin, what is this podcast? (laughs) That click is pretty rough. Uh, If you're listening on a setup that made that kind of difficult to hear, uh, one, I envy you. (laughs) Two, it made the podcast unlistenable. There was no, like, we even went on Twitter and said we were throwing this one out and delaying the beginning of tuned in dialed up in 2020 until early February because of it. Lee took the time to go into RX elements and tinker around with using the D clicker to get rid of it, which is something I mentioned I might do today just as a last resort. But I was also kind of resigned to the fact that that click is so intense and it's so embedded in what Will is saying at the moment. And it happens every few seconds for the hour and change we talk. I thought there was no way. Now, I will say, Lee did a fucking fantastic job fixing the audio. The click is gone, but where it was, as good as RX Elements is, there's still a little bit of an audio waiver to it. So I just want to also say right up front, I'm going to run this episode through a lot of filters and noise cancellation and stuff like that. Will's audio might sound a little uh, at times. That's why but it's a hell of a lot better than it used to be. And uh, if you can't listen to this episode because of it, just know we are going to be doing a listener questions episode next, uh, and that'll be coming out week after next. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Lee, so, so much. It's It was just like magic inputting those settings, and everything's fine. Uh So yeah, thank you, Lee Davis-Thalborn, and thank you, listeners, for sticking with me through this three-minute update. Cue the intro. (sighs) It's 2020, Will. Wow, 2020. It's time for Tuned It Dialed Up, the podcast that's not been around for most of 2020 so far. (laughs) It's like only a month into 2020 as we're recording. I think that's okay. That's fine. Gavin, how are you doing? Wait, Gavin, what is this podcast? (laughs) This is Tuned It Dialed Up. A podcast about podcasting brought to you by two podcast reporters. Yeah, there we go. Gavin, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I I took up cross-stitching while we've been off the air, so... Love that. That's a thing. Very wholesome, very good. I mean, 
given the amount of designs I have bookmarked on Etsy, I wouldn't say it's wholesome, but it is, it is relaxing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How have you been during our break? Very busy. Busy. It's almost Very... like you didn't take a break. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I. We took a break because I needed to get a bunch of things in order. Um, I was like, I'm going to go on vacation. It's going to be amazing. I need it. Like, I haven't ever taken a real vacation since I started writing. <laughs> and then instead, what I did is I didn't write uh, and still continued doing everything else. Huh. Yeah. So that's fun. Um, but I missed t and I'm glad that we are back. I am too. Do we want to jump into our exciting thing of the last little while? We should, but first, let's quickly take a moment to thank yes. the wonderful people at patreon.com forward slash Gavin G who helped make the show a reality, including funding transcripts, which are coming, and I have found a wonderful person who is going to join me in the transcribing efforts, so they will Yay. be coming out in a way more frequent, um, uh, at a way more frequent pace starting in February. It's going to be very awesome and i won't hate life as much uh, <laughs> but i want to quick, take a quick moment to thank everyone who's supporting the show at the five dollar level which is the uh business class i believe um mm -hmm. i would like to give a quick shout out to alice and chelsea Jean, mads and the ostium podcast for their wonderful support you are awesome and keep this train a rolling now thank you all will yes What's something awesome that's happening in the last couple of weeks? You can't say Valence. Yeah. Um, I can't? <laughs> <laughs> you can't say Valence. Okay. Because that has taken all of my brain and my attention. <laughs> yeah. So um, my fiction podcast with Hug House Productions has launched. By the time you listen to this... Um, episodes one and two will be out. Um, I am very proud of it. And listeners, I hope you give it a listen. I've been working on it for a long time. And I think that we've done something exciting with it. And Gavin is in the first episode. Yeah. It's so good. So good. You'll, you'll have to listen real hard to figure out who is I. It's Oh, definitely. I've done I'm, I'm the oral <laughs> Bella Lugosi. I just sink into a roll. Please, nobody clip me saying oral Bella Lugosi. Uh, please do. Especially since I meant to say Boris Karloff. <laughs> good job, Gavin. Yeah. It's good. I'm so glad that you're in the first episode. It feels very right. It's very fun. Gavin, what's your exciting thing of the last little while? Uh, let's see. I'm not going to cheat again and say it's the stuff I've been listening to because I did listen to a couple of good things, which I am going to recommend. But mm -hmm. um, I think the biggest exciting podcast thing I've done the last two weeks is just I'm starting to get back around to work on editing the script that Vin Ernst has written for the last episode of season one of standard docking procedure. Yay. It is a, it is a fucking behemoth. It's 40 pages long, which oh. is twice as long as our longest script. Uh, actually that's a lie. I think I wrote like a 28 page or something like that, but still it's like, it's, it's larger Hefty than the boy. others and it's, uh, it's going to be great. I'm very excited. We oh, should also, Hey, why uh, haven't we played our own trailers on our feed? We should do that. I don't know. Hey, we should. Hey, editing hey, actually, Gavin, put those trailers in here right now. 
Hi, and welcome to the life you've always wished you could have. This quick start guide will help you get the most out of your halo right out of the box. I'll provide you with easy and helpful tips, instructions on how to care for your halo, and information on how to customize it to suit your lifestyle and the unique needs that presents. I'll also cover what to do in case of damage or a malfunction, but that's just a formality. The halo is designed to withstand whatever you can throw at it, to give you total peace of mind wherever life takes you. And now, let me be the first to congratulate you on your new halo. You've made the right choice. Uh, I can do that for you, but the other thing is we should do an episode about making a trailer because I don't want to. I have missed out on a couple of different swaps no, because one. I don't have a trailer. No, don't you have one? No. <laughs> I totally thought you did. Yeah. I made promos with you promos. and a couple of other people. I You're never right. made a trailer You're for standard right. knocking procedure. That's like a trailer. It me me and Will goofing for two minutes is not a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, making trailers is um difficult and we made two for Valence. I would love to do an episode on that. Um, I think what I'm gonna my my back of the envelope plan is to, when I get the people in. Um, I mean, of course, I'll tell them beforehand. I'm not gonna just be like Julia, do this. Right. But uh, when I get people in to record lines for the last episode of the season, I'm also gonna write a like a five page thing that is like the trailer, mm -hmm. and we'll figure out what it is. Because I don't know, I just don't want to sit down and find clips. Yeah, that's fair. That was. Definitely the most obnoxious part of ours. And that's from someone who's like, I like editing. Editing's fun for me. Right. Editing's fun for me when it's not something I wrote. Right. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, you're you're in the document, so we, we both can see it at the same time. Ha ha. Uh -huh. We have notes for this episode, people. Wow. They're not good. We're so fancy. I wrote them, but they're here. <laughs> We're being fancy. Yeah. Will? Yes. What is this episode's topic? This episode's topic is going to be about ad reads. Woo! So this seems like maybe... I feel like people could hear that and be like, okay, whatever. But like, right. it's really, really important. And it's not just important in as much as a listener experience, but also like, it is important as a vital aspect of monetization. And I think that yes. a lot of podcasters could be earning a lot more if they just tweaked their ad reads a little bit. So, Gavin, can yes. you think of an ad read? Or here, actually, let's start with this. Has an ad read ever convinced you to buy something from a sponsor? Shit. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and I specifically, I specifically thought about this while I was at work over the weekend. I was trying to remember what the thing was. I have, I can't remember what it was, which is probably not a dig at the product. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I can say, so I have purchased a lot 
of things that were sponsors on podcasts. I did the yes. Sunday Scaries. I have Quip. I have Me Undies. I, for a while, was doing Stitch Fix. I have two Third Love bras that I hate. Um, yeah. And the one for me that I think of the most is buying our Casper mattress. Hi, Mots. So the one I think about the most is the Casper mattress that we bought. We bought the Casper mattress because of Jeffrey Craner's ad reads on Within the Wires. Um, Jeffrey Craner is kind of known for his ad reads being killer to the point where on the Within the Wires Patreon, there is a tier where you can just... Like, part of the perks is that you get audio that's just the ad reads. They are fantastic and hilarious. If you have not listened to Within the Wires, first off, it's phenomenal, and you should. Second off, um, listen to an episode. If if you want to get an idea for, like, what you can do with an ad read, go listen to an episode of Within the Wires. You will see exactly what I mean. They are so good. Or if you're stubborn and have a time machine, you can go back to Podex last year in Nashville because Craner got up during a goofy, uh, jokey game uh, panel where the joke was you had to do an ad read with ridiculous copy that was that was parodying a uh, an existing product. And I think he, I think actually it might have. It was made up products, but it was obviously they were meant to be like digs at other prod at right, existing right. podcast things. And Craner had something just ridiculous and he still made it like night veil Good. scary of course he did <laughs> and, and existential it was what a hero <laughs> and he read it cold uh, uh yeah okay so let's with that talk about I, I mean i think the first thing we should lay down here is that we're not going to yes. be focusing on ad reads where in the contract you have you have to specifically get like read the copy that they give you and nothing else. Like I mm-hmm. like obviously, well, we can talk about that a little bit. Like yeah. don't sound. We can at least touch yeah. on it. Cause I've done, I've done two kinds yeah. of ads. Uh, I've not done ads that made a lot of money, but I've done two kinds of ads. I've done audible. And then I did, I wrote copy for a website that was sponsoring a couple of episodes of red light library. So I've kind of done, the two right. sides of it. What is your advice for if you have pre-assigned copy that you cannot stray from? What do you think makes for a good ad read in those situations? From, I mean, uh, uh, disclaimer, this is not from, I've made so much money doing ads on podcasts. Like this is from somebody who's like, listen to a shitload of podcasts. Uh, the, it, there is no shame or like there's nothing wrong with doing the biggins right like if you can if you think you can move squarespace copy then go for it but like the energy and excitement of it is going to help maybe put you into the small group of people who actually get the attention of the person who wants to sign up for squarespace mm-hmm. as opposed to the literal Muppets now are moving Squarespace on <laughs> fucking YouTube ads. So, yeah. like, good luck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel like maybe the time has passed for that one. Um, but th- the good thing is there also there's also kind of a double-edged sword on copy that is just, like, set in stone and everyone's heard it before. Because if you can, if you have any room to wiggle at mm-hmm. all... 
you can be the person that snaps it out of being, oh, there's another fucking Audible ad right. to, well, this is a pretty good Audible yeah, ad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, case in point, every YouTuber who gets an Audible affiliate code yes. will, um, they'll do this. This video is brought to you by Audible. Uh, blah, Audible, blah, 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 explains what Audible is. I recommend the book they got with their free mm-hmm. token. And you can tell they didn't actually finish the book or actually give a shit about mm-hmm. Audible. Uh, if you were to, tr- and it's usually something to do with the video that's being made, so it's cute and uh-huh. clever. Uh, <laughs> if, if you want to try it out, just go to audible.com forward slash my channel's name or text 500 500 to my channel's yep. name uh, and get a free book of your own, Audible, whatever the whatever the tagline they want that month is. Yep. Uh, if you can, like, I'm not saying I did a great ad. Actually, I, it ran way too long, but when I did Audible for uh red light library that was back when i legit used audible a lot and my ad reads were always like i hit the talking points from the 10 to 15 second copy Mm -hmm. but then i would talk about like listen this is coming from someone who has x amount of books in my library Mm -hmm. i listen to two a month like this is legitimately a good way to listen to audiobooks now i would say fuck amazon download hoopla or um overdrive whatever app your local library mm-hmm. uses and you will be able to listen to as many audiobooks Hell as you yeah. want maybe not ex- maybe not the newest one from insert celebrity but it'll come along eventually right. you just got to wait for it <laughs> <laughs> but if you can uh, if you can add a little personal touch to it or talk about the thing that makes you excited about it it makes it makes it more fun but that's also when you have any room to move at all with the uh, with the set in stone stuff, I don't know. You just gotta be upbeat about right. it. I would also just recommend design your show so that there is a noticeable. This is the ad space. Yeah, like listeners can know because there are a lot of podcasts out there, and I know I make fun of true crime shows for doing this, but everyone does this to some extent in in every genre, where it'll be like content, content, content half space of pause you know what i need more socks well we got god it's so true it's always the fucking bombus socks they found her (laughs) dead in a barrel beat beat squarespace (laughs) (laughs) i think that fiction also has this problem um i i don't know if i've heard a fiction podcast and enjoyed an ad read like mid-roll or after mid-roll okay. i think that if it's a pre or post then they can be okay but it just always feels like it really interrupts the flow for me and again in some contracts it will demand you got a, a mid-roll yeah read. um how do you think fiction podcasters can go about this elegantly like how do you feel about when it is like quote unquote the character doing the ad read how do you feel about that hmm. the kit like in character because mm-hmm. like this is not like a, in character but clearly an ad read not one of those like so i like, love my oval teen you yeah. know <laughs> not one of those. well i immediately think about uh the ad read i mean it's not an ad it is an ad tech the patreon um bumpers in 
the end of time and other bothers yes where, oh those are so it, good it, it's tech it's not in character i mean i guess uh uh, uh sneagle is in character but um it's the actors playing themselves doing the ad read for the Patreon and they hang a hat on it. Um, actually, I thought about this a lot when I was first kind of putting together standard docking procedure because I wanted to kind of figure out a way to work in ads for other fiction shows. And I mm-hmm. still don't think I've cracked that one. Um, but I had the idea of, since it's based on sitcom, I would put in two commercial blocks like a TV show. Um, but then that kind of spiraled out into, and I'll make fictional ads, and the fictional ads will play with the real ones, and it'll mm-hmm. be fun. And then so, someone was like, that'll make advertisers mad if you uh, make fun of other advertisements. I'm like, that's a valid point. And then I just didn't do it. <laughs> Legit. Yeah, if we ever do them in Valence, I think that they'll probably, again, unless the contract says otherwise, they'll probably live at the front. Yeah. And if we have them in the middle, I feel like it'll probably be me being as unobtrusive as possible while still hopefully getting some attention. I don't. I think that, I think that it depends on the tone of the fiction yes. podcast, too. Like, uh, for a comedy podcast, I think that you can really get away with, like, in character like uh hello from the magic tavern does in character ad reads and they're very funny especially because uh, like the characters don't know what these things are (laughs) um (laughs) see that's good yeah uh i've kind of it's only been the last couple of episodes and i wish i'd done this beforehand but um the last couple of episodes of standard docking procedure I've, i've been making an effort to establish uh this is gonna sound so fucking pretentious for how simple it is but i've been trying to establish a sort of musical dialogue mm-hmm. where the the stuff that plays under there's a cold open then there's a music cue and then i say the name of the episode and then we go into the first act mm-hmm. and then um recently i've been realizing like there's not just a cold open there's kind of like a warm ending to a lot of feel-good sitcoms where it's like the last commercial break takes you into the like everything's fine now let's all say the sweet warm stuff while mm. sad piano plays so i have that same music cue come back but then i also have this wonderful piece of like 1920s jazz it's a song called kentucky blues which i totally didn't pick because it is kentucky in the name <laughs> and i grew up in kentucky uh there's just like this wonderful kind of shitty quality jazz that starts playing that fades out the last line. And that's my way of saying like, this is someone who is not a character is going to start talking. And if I were to instill a mid roll, I would use the jazz for that mm-hmm. because it would, I've already established like, this is what happens when this plays. Right. Right. So if you can have like ad break music, yes. Or even just, like, ad break atmosphere, background, like, something to, almost said visually, something to audibly establish, like, we are switching to a new scene for a minute. Yeah. Um, Not just fucking, um, and that's how 1-800 became the the number used for every toll-free number. <sighs> Casper Mattress right. is good. <laughs> We got an actually we got purple match. Sit the fuck down. We got the egg one, everybody. Purple mattresses is here to tell you <laughs> Casper can eat my ass. Here's why you should buy a purple. And the sad and the sad thing is that's probably what purple ad copy would sell. Yeah, pretty like. much. Yeah. Um this that's something that we're also doing in Valence so far. Like we have some pretty specific music for some specific characters and uh kind of like 
moods and occasions, um, which I just enjoy. <laughs> but I think that having specific ad music is really helpful and it helps cue your listener. And I think that the argument could be made. If you're using that music to cue your listener into like, hey, this is an ad, then that could also, you know, uh, cue them into like, hey, turn your brain off for a second. But that is going to be the case no matter what when it comes to ads. Um, So I think that the benefit of a like an elegant tone change is worth the cost of people who will tune out because those people are going to tune out no matter what. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Also, if you can make your ad not divisible by 15 or 30, you're more likely to catch people who are trying to skip around real quick. That's all I'm going to oh, say. Oh, yeah. Smart. Smart. I mean, that, that sounds a little manipulative, but... Oh, sorry, Mike. That sounds a little manipulative, it's but... It's true. Uh, uh, okay. Ad, ad reads. So, I think there's also, like... um you know, a few basic things that you can do. So I think that the 15 and 30 is a really wise thing that most of our listeners maybe haven't thought about. Um, I think that another is just sounding engaged. Um, Try not to like put on your NPR voice for an ad read. I feel like it could be tempting. This is not the time to do it. Um, You need, you need the energy and the like, Gimlety, is that yeah, that's that just kind signal to yeah. everybody. Um, what else for if there is a scripted ad read? What other what other things can somebody do to make it sound a little bit more exciting? We've got um, be malleable if you can, even a little. We've got adding yeah. the music. We've got. I mean, on yeah. that note, like try to talk to them. Like yeah. if you've got a rep or somebody, like you can't tell me the McElroy's like I I assume whenever they make those jokes about well, we're not getting paid for that one uh some of that is facetious and they have actually like talked about how much room they oh, have yeah. to work on that bit because like fucking extreme restraints like people still talk about those ads they're there are animatics dedicated to fucking ad reads they did because they had so much room to move with uh a sex toy company that was advertising right. with them. Uh, if you can, especially if it's a smaller company, if you can try to be like, is it cool if we do a bit? Could we like take a few shots at it and sit and see if you're cool mm-hmm. with this? And um, if you, that's, that's just going to help you, have you so much. Like if you talk to them, you can say like, Hey, I'm going to take three different stabs. If, if you're interested in listening to them and, and approving. Um, yes. They're probably going to be, a lot more amenable to that than you just saying, hey, I'm going to do some shit. Um, yeah. Speaking about, uh, well, okay, yeah, talking about small businesses, do you want to talk about that Mike Shubes uh, Etsy story? Yes. So uh, in, we're recording this a little bit after the anniversary of PodCon 2 in Seattle, and during that, there was a wonderful panel, the title of which I've forgotten and forgot to look up before we started recording. Uh, there was a wonderful panel with the people of Multitude uh, and a couple of others about ads in advertising and podcasting and, and uh, monetizing your podcast. And Mike Schubert of Potterless started talking about how in the early days of Potterless, one of the things he was doing was going on Etsy and looking at people who make wands mm-hmm. uh, and other 
Harry Potter paraphernalia without Warner Brothers finding out. <laughs> and he basically just started kind of cold calling people saying like, I make Potterless. It's a podcast about this. I'm, you know, I, I have this many downloads. Would you uh, be interested in setting up a referral code, kind of mm-hmm. a handshake deal where if I send people your way uh, and they use my code, I get a kickback from it. Like basically what referral codes do for the big companies. But since it's Etsy, you kind of have to, make your own fun with it and he got a couple of pretty good ads out of that uh i actually started doing this for the red light library before i fell out of doing the red light library and i almost got Mm -hmm. one i see (laughs) i only messaged like three people but like even then i was starting to kind of get promising returns on it if you've got a show that has like a theme and you can think of something that would fit well with it. Like, Jesus, if I made a show about comics and I lived in a decently sized city, fuck me. I could go out and find a cool, like, comic shop that has an yeah. online storefront and maybe talk them into... Because that's what, um, uh, mm-hmm. join the party. Like, jo- like I would never have considered buying something from a shop in Brooklyn, but there's that one that's in basically yeah, every season store. one. I every- have actually been there when i've been to new york and purchased things there because of join the party and it's awesome like i think about 20-sided store anytime Mm -hmm. i think about brooklyn basically (laughs) and that's a pretty fucking successful ad read yeah yeah they're great um i would highly recommend reaching out to local businesses small businesses and with those you can usually be um a little bit like you'll have more room with your copy, one thing that Join yeah. the Party does is they um, they have listeners send in questions about DMing to ask the game store. So you can think of ways to incorporate them like that. Um, yeah. So what other what other things do you think are fun when it comes to ad reads that you can kind of make up as you go? Uh, well, we've already talked about isolating it so you can you can be like like the money mm-hmm. zone on the bim bam and well anything the McElroys make has like a, a segmented they they give it a fun name and like i feel like the only reason i haven't really committed to coming up with a bit for when we read out names is everyone's like it's gonna be train bit and i just don't want to deal right. with sound effects right now but like that's what i would do uh and f- make it themed so there would be like reading tickets and the tickets would be different ads or different people's names who support mm-hmm. the show and shit like that uh i guess it really boils down to like what is your show about and how can you work that into it um I really shouldn't say this because I've not done any effort on it, but I've been considering doing a nonfiction show in, in 2020 where I go through different renditions of murder on the Orient Express and talk about like the differences and like how things change as time changes. Cause they're like, there's a seventies one and the one that came out in 2017 and Alfred Molina played Poirot in the fucking 2000 TV movie version <laughs> that no one liked. Uh, a lot has changed with that. And there's a lot of thematic shit with Murder on the Orient Express that you can mm-hmm. do with ads during that. Even if it's just someone with a really bad Poirot accent opening a door and be like, he's been stabbed 12 times. And what's this? What? What's this in his jacket? Why? It's a <laughs> stitch fix. Coupon. Oh, and the jacket. It's beautiful. <laughs> wow. If he... 
if this asshole American wasn't dead, I, he would be looking spiffy. Can I talk up something that we did on Radio Drama Revival? Of course. I actually was waiting for I, I was waiting for a way to segue into that because Radio Drama Revival's ad Thank you. Are fucking Thank you. Wild. So, uh, it started out with a kiss. How did it end up like this? Um, it was only a it kiss. It was only a uh, kiss, which is not dissimilar to how much uh, the ad reads escalated in RTR. So, in Radio Drama Revival. Um, our first sponsor was Dashlane. And the first thing that we did is David made a jingle for Dashlane, which was delightful. But then also <laughs> he was he just like kind of riffed and was talking about how like if he had used Dashlane, his data wouldn't have been stolen and his uh, credit card wouldn't have been used for swords Um and then he wrote into it that, like, I had stolen his data um, and I had sold it to Anne, who was also on our team. And I had done that <laughs> so that I could have designer pet ferrets. And then Anne had used the data. I think they had also sold the data to buy swords. And then in like another episode, so this is like across several episodes, then Anne and David were talking about swords more. And then in another episode, they were like in uh, a jungle fighting off a patriarchy demon. And we like fully sound designed every single ad read. It was so much fun, totally goofy, but we had a lot of room that we could do things with. And people loved it. Like, people loved the ad reads, and they were so good. And it also, like, it made them so much more enjoyable for us. Um, If you can do something like that, you don't have to go as over the top as we did and fully design a mini audio (laughs) drum. But it is really fun. And you can, again, like, you can go kind of wild things. And as long as your sponsor is okay with it, that's going to get you so much more attention than just, like, Dash Lane is for internet and is a safe time. Right. It's like, great. Y- y- you're just going to get noticed so much more this way. If anyone would like a video version of what we're talking about, I have to recommend what, um, for anyone who doesn't watch the Game Grumps, the Game Grumps started this series called 10 Minute Power yes, Hour. Yes, hi. Will, are you still there? I was just making sure because no, like, it got listening. quiet. I couldn't tell if the internet <laughs> dropped. Um, the the game grumps started this series called Ten Minute Power Hour, with, where they would just do something goofy for for an hour and then cut it down to ten minutes, and it turned into like the thing that everyone came to their channel for. So they spun it off onto a new channel called The Grumps. Um, they got um, I don't think it was Dash Lane. I think it was like one of I think it was a, a VPN. I think it was Express VPN. They got an Express VPN sponsorship, so they had Aaron dress up in a hoodie and do the like hacker voice and he's just like talking about being a hacker uh and i would be defeated if you used express vpn and he like does the whole ad read as that character and then ends it with <laughs> i'm in like the, the really fucking cheesy and then they got a skillshare sponsorship so the next ad they did it's the same character but he's sitting by a pool and he's like i'm no longer a hacker i'm training to be an instagram influencer and it's about him taking skillshare Phenomenal. classes to be a better photographer <laughs> Like they're they're making these ridiculous like two minute ads at the beginning of their video, which already is monetized with two skippable ads in front of it. But they made it like fun, so mm-hmm. you don't want to skip it. I love that. Yeah, I, I I mean I think if you have the option, always go big or go home. 
go goofy. Yes. Um, unless... Though I would advise don't let the bit run too long. Oh, God, yeah. Right. Like, even for RDR, um, ours were, like, I think about three minutes tops. Um, there are fucking... I've seen someone make a Squarespace ad fucking six oh minutes Christ. long, Will. Like, Just murder me. Shit. I mean, Bim Bam kind of, like, they'll run long to the point where now it's becoming my thing where if I know, if I can kind of feel that they don't have spawn, new sponsors this week, I just start going, da, 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 and then until I can hear they're on, in, like, goof mode again. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like, Jesus Christ, there's there's some, there's only so many times I can listen to you talk about Stitch Fix and just read the Stitch yeah. Fix copy. I mean, shit, Brutal Moose uh, on YouTube, I know I keep bringing up visual reasons to talk about things, but, like, Brutal Moose has done Bombus and uh, Stitch Fix multiple times, so much so, he has Bombfell. He did Bombfell, and he created little itty-bitty Ian, and it's this tiny version of himself that he, like, refuses to feed unless it does the ad copy, or, like, um... (laughs) Or it'll just cut to little Ian to do the ad read. Like, if you can segment it properly and make it fun, or at least just read the goddamn copy well, you're good to go. Um, I would also advise maybe think about the companies you advertise yeah, with. Yes, please. <laughs> maybe don't do what's the Amazon ring cop doorbell please, ring. Please, ring. Please. Don't do ring. In fact, if you can just maybe avoid. Just Amazon, Amazon, uh, just like yeah. across the board, that would be pretty killer. I mean, money yeah. is money, and we and I can sit here and be like, "Don't work with corporation," but like, there's some that are. There comes a like I um, I remember when it was a thing on Twitter for a hot second to at the McRoy's and tell them like, "Hey, these doorbells." Yeah, suck. which like, I think it is worth saying. That the McElroys are part of a network. They are not in yes, charge Max of Fun their is the one ads. Selling the ad space. So don't at them because they are under contract and they have to do what Max Fun says. So instead, maybe at Jesse Thorne. Don't at the McElroys about this. It's shitty. Don't do that. Yeah, there's like, I mean, it's a complicated thing, but can make money somehow. Right. I guess that's that's the unfortunate truth we live in here in this United States of ours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you can make it fun, and if you can find small businesses, I can't because I'm in a tiny city. Uh, I, I probably could if I tried real hard, but I would have to make a new show up for it entirely, probably. Mm. Um, there, but to put a positive spin on this, Will, have you heard Rich's Tale? I don't know if no. I've recommended Rich's Tale on this or not. I yet. haven't. It's not. It's not on my list, but I need to talk about Rich's Tale. Um, Rich's Tale is a podcast about um, Butte, Montana, and it's one of the most polluted places in the United States. It's a super fun cleanup site because of just they had like a lot of mining facilities in town that were dumping tailings everywhere uh when we didn't know tailings were that bad um the the place is basically irradiated with really bad shit and there's this wonderful podcast being made about it and being made about like the effects that polluting butte has had on the environment around the city and downstream from it and shit like that that podcast is brought to you by sierra nevada brewing (laughs) (laughs) There is a beer company making this podcast, and it is beautiful. 
one sec. I just remembered I have a beer to try during the recommendations. Oh, yeah. There, there is a lot um, that can go wrong yeah. with an ad, but there's a lot that can yes. go right with an ad. It's, it's not difficult, really, to make an ad that is good. Oh, I think there's a big, this is probably dumb to put at the end. Uh, this is probably inadvisable to put at the end, at least, especially for what I'm about to say. Maybe take your Patreon or if you're trying to push people to your website, take the thing that's for you and put it somewhere else in the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, Because if you put your Patreon thing at the front and then be like, also, uh, people are going to, people are more likely to listen to the first thing than they are the last thing. Uh, so whatever you really want to pay mm-hmm. attention to, have that at the first part of that block. So if that means having two ad reads, have yeah, two ad breaks. It's okay. It'd probably be better for you in the long run to have the Patreon thing and the ad thing than to have them both together. Yeah, definitely. I think that that's very wise. All right. So do we want to get ar- get around to recommendations? Yeah, I think so. Hi, Gavin and editing in the future here. Uh, this is because I cannot go back and find where I mentioned having a beer for later in the episode for some reason. I just can't find when I said it, but I know it's there. So I'm just going to say this right now. The the space I'm existing in currently is where I tried the beer. Uh, I don't want to do that without any sort of preamble or run up and it's kind of sloppy how I do it not in like an audible way but in like just like I end up talking to Jordan a bit and she's nowhere near the mic and it's just it's sloppy so I'm gonna throw up the outtakes of this episode on patreon.com forward slash Gavin G as I usually do but this time I'm just gonna make it so anyone can listen uh and it's not just a patreon exclusive thing so if you want to go listen to me try a, a silly soda flavored beer uh you can go do that it's not gonna become like a regular thing it's like a hometown brewing company tried a thing and i spent ten dollars on a six pack from a grocery store but you can find out if i regret buying that six pack (laughs) all right back to the back to the silly recommendation stuff Okay, well, my first recommendation today is I both um, both things I'm going to bring today are very fun and kind of similar. Uh, first up, I've got a fun podcast. It is a uh, very, very niche Harry Potter-based show. Um, guests are brought on, and they have to listen to sound bites, and they have to decide if they are sounds from the movies that were caused by... <sighs> Harry Potter's Godfather. It's called This Sounds Serious? <sighs> yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good when the first one of the year is just like a long sigh. It's, it's a good omen for the year to come. <laughs> it's just... <sighs> <sighs> Lord. So, uh... This sounds serious. S e r i o u s. The actual podcast is a uh-huh. the actual podcast. This sounds serious. Is I I don't even think it's a parody. I don't think parody is necessarily a fair word to use because that builds up expectations. Mm-hmm. It's a comedy fiction show that is styled like a true crime mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, 
the thing that kind of sets this apart from the pack besides there's an article which i'll link in the show notes that is uh about how the show the the audio is like as realistic as they can make it be like season two features a phone call that happens during a hostage situation at a bank which is hilarious trust me that's it's not actually (laughs) scary um they actually recorded it like in the biggest room they could get and had all the actors in the room and actually called the person with the microphone with a phone so that it is audio coming nice. over a Love phone. Um, so like it was in a controlled environment where they can make it sound mm-hmm. as good as mm-hmm. possible through a phone, but still they used a phone. So it sounds appropriately good. shitty. Um, the, the, that level of this sound series is fantastic, but putting the sound design aside, it is a fiction show about a, uh, uh, a sort of Sarah Koenig esque, Mm-hmm. reporter who has a fascination with listening to 911 calls which are like public domain so you can find them and listen to them so they give her a little bit of a, a tiny obsession where she listens to literally hundreds of hours of 911 calls a month which or a week which is a setup for she finds one that's like really wild it's really wacky it's this guy reporting his twin brother's dead <laughs> <laughs> um, and has drowned in Great, his own wonderful. water bed <laughs> Uh, and he's like, it's it's wacky. Uh, and she get, she becomes like attached to this one nine one call from Daniel Bronstadt about or Br- Daniel Bronstadt, not Stadt. I I live in a area with strong German presence. Will uh, <laughs> Daniel uh, is this just really is a guy. It's really hard to find a beat on him. And she becomes kind of locked into this story. She wants to know, like, what happened. Because he's this weird dude who had a twin brother who was the local weatherman in Orlando (laughs) in the 90s. Uh, And that's the thing that makes this show so brilliant. The sound design and the humor marry so that there's all these wonderful not really punch down jokes about Orlando not being great, but it's always like these huge grandiose statements where it's like, he was the best weatherman in the Orlando metro area. (laughs) (laughs) That's the level of humor we're dealing with. Uh, Usually when I hear a show that has like a parody or satire spin to it, I expect it to be a little bit shitty and a lot of super specific jokes about fuck cereal. This one specific thing cereal did suck. So it's funny, huh? This sounds serious will surprise you insofar as like you want to find out what did happen to his brother. Did Daniel kill him? Did he drown in his own waterbed? Yeah, what the fuck? What <laughs> happened? And you get kind of tricked into giving a legitimate shit about this mystery to the point where at the end, I'm not going to say what happens in any way, shape, or form. But the ending of season one of this sounds serious is so cathartic and fascinating and kind of scary, you know, and not like a ter- it's just it haunts you in a like a steady chill way. I'm, I'm trying to make it. It's not a horror podcast by any means, but like the ending happens in a way that only a fiction podcast could do. But it's also one of the most satisfying endings because a true crime mm-hmm. podcast could never end like this. Uh, this sound serious is just like so consistently funny, so consistently good. And they constructed a mystery that stands up to a second listen through, which 
like I couldn't go back to listen to right. season one of you know serial immediately after right. <laughs> listening to her because I know what fucking happens and it's really long winded. Uh, it's just a really fucking well put nice. together show. Okay, so my first recommendation is one that I got caught up with on a recent flight. It's one that I've been waiting for forever, and it is called Childish. Childish is a new fiction podcast made by Whalebus. They also make The Van. Um, it is a musical about a college student who wants nothing more than to be like his hero, Childish Gambino, Donald Glover. Um, so he decides to become an RA at the same dorm Donald Glover was an RA at when he was in college and also writing for 30 Rock. Um, it is so much fun. It is really quick. It's quick and it's witty and it's sharp and it's funny, but it feels very lived in, if that makes sense. There's a great blend of music because we have the main character who raps and then we have him thrust into this world of other RAs who are this like really traditional classic Broadway, like over the top hammy and saccharin. But the two styles blend super, super, super well. If you're not somebody who is into Childish Gambino's music, I think that you'd still get a lot from this podcast. It is really insightful about the weird power dynamics in universities. Um, it's insightful about the mm -hmm. way that white people try to perform uh, being progressive and whether or not that's reductive and how that is reductive. Um all of the characters, it's its only got three episodes out right now, and all of the characters have already grown a lot and in really interesting ways. And there is a kind of uh, cliffhanger at the end of episode three that I wasn't expecting and really enjoyed. I can't wait to see where it goes. So if you're a fan of musical podcasts and or if you're a fan of Childish Gambino and or if you just want something that's like new and different and not quite so genre heavy as a lot of other fiction podcasts, um, highly recommend Childish. Gavin, what is your second recommendation? My second recommendation is another fictional true crime show. Uh -huh. This one's a little bit more goofy. This weekend, I listened to a show by the name of Unsolved Death Murder Crimes. What? <laughs> that once more unsolved death murder crimes good. love it yes good so this one is the okay so the core of it is a my favorite murder dick uh so there's two hosts <laughs> there's there's two women who are hosting a true crime podcast and then they get a uh they get a mailbag submission for Jesus Christ, <laughs> they get a mailbag submission about a murder that's happened in Beavers Crack, Wisconsin. Good. I think is the state, Good. or it's maybe Minnesota. Uh, it's it's up north and cold. Right. Uh, they, they get a submission about a old woman who supposedly got run over by a cow or reindeer. <laughs> uh, this grandmother's dead. Literally everyone they encounter in the town has an al has a not an alibi a uh, motive for potentially killing her this sound serious isn't a slow burn but it is a consistent steady pace unsolved death murder crimes <laughs> is a screwball comedy can't fucking by handle comparison. That title. it's so good <laughs> the title really does help 
tell you what this show yeah. is like. Like the two hosts are very um they're every stereotype about the kind of audience one thinks my favorite murder has. Like uh, all the jokes about uh, middle-aged white women drink a lot of wine. So like one of them has a wine purse where her purse is entirely Wonderful. a flask. Uh, she isn't, she is shit faced the entire show. Um, it is funny. Uh, it has a, a pretty solid fart joke, which is not okay. a thing that happens in pot audio yeah. drama a lot. And I will, I will spotlight that whenever I can. Uh, that that takes some courage in around these parts and i i, I recommend it uh, <laughs> really it, it like the only thing i think that requires a little bit of uh like critical eye is there's a lot of wine jokes and those feel like they're a little bit more informed by um by like stereotypes right, right. and whatnot around true crime and like the demographic of true crime and it, a lot of it is kind of feminist in its presentation but there's also a character who is the bartender who is an alcoholic and all the jokes are about him mm. being an alcoholic uh and that that feels a little bit punched down -y, mm -hmm. but like they don't get they don't go too heavy on it it's just a thing that's there otherwise like is really fucking funny the episodes are short um they're consistent in their quality and the humor throughout uh there's like one bit where they're trying to get information out of a sheriff and he's not telling them anything so one of them's like hold the microphone and she just whips <laughs> one boob out as you do <laughs> and the sheriff's like okay it just starts telling them <laughs> everything they need to know uh it's just a funny kind of screwball comedy. Uh, it has that feel of um, local theater. Everyone gets in a room together and right, we're, right. we're going to make a podcast. Kind of like um, mm -hmm, uh, Munch mm -hmm. in Minnesota had that same kind of vibe. This one has that. Like, it's not the heaviest sound design in the world. There's just like a sound effect every now and then. But um, it has that fun, like, kind of zany theater feel to it. So I recommend Unsolved Wonderful. Death Murder Crimes. <laughs> Also, the entire season's out, and it's five episodes, so you can get through it in one sitting. Nice. Yep. <laughs> you okay, Will? It sounds like my reaction to beer. Ugh. I'm four sips in, and I regret buying the six-pack. Oh, you bought a six-pack? It was $10, and there's no way I was going to be oh, able to get yikes. a single of it. And I was like, it's a beer made with a soda. I kind of like. Well, <laughs> I know you did. I appreciate you looking out for me. Yeah. Even if I didn't listen. Yeah. yeah. Love you. <laughs> okay. Shot Damn. down my own apartment. Yeah. Really okay, my second. second recommendation. Um, so you know how the title for the year um, <laughs> is... 20 yes. funny fill, fill your life with laughter and love. <laughs> yes. Oh, that episode is a fucking train wreck. In the episode, uh, Travis keeps trying to say that it's 20 funny fill your life with laughter and bees or 20 honey, etc. Okay, so there is a podcast kind of inspired by um, a Bim Bam and the Adventure Zone and this year's title. Um, it's about two siblings whose grandfather left them a whole bunch of bees. And in the beginning, they have no interest in bees and they don't really know what to do with them. They're just really lost. But because they're big nerds who play D&D, &D, they have an epiphany. They could ferment the honey 
right? So they are avid beekeepers now, and they answer listener questions about everything from beekeeping to brewing. Um, it is called My Brother, Our Buzzers, and Mead. Uh... <laughs> this one comes from the wonderful V Silverman, who is delightful. <laughs> How um how fitting that the very first episode of T-Do was a fucking bam pun from you and we start effectively season two with... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be tradition, I think. Which, by the way, not counting um, re-uploads from another feed that we did for from the sound up, this feed has 50 episodes. Hey! Congratulations, us. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, if you have Pinecast, I don't know if this email was sent out to everybody, but if you use Pinecast as your hosting service, uh, they are about to roll out the tool that allows you to not only number all of your old episodes, but easily um, delete the word like episode five from those episodes. Uh, It it broke for me. It's in beta right now, but like when it works, I will be able to go take out episode whatever out of every single episode of Tuned In Dialed Up in like a minute, uh, which is going to be really fucking dope. Um, My actual recommendation is another one that I listened to on the same flights. It's a podcast that's been around for a long time. It's already like very well regarded, but I listened to all of season three of Archive 81. Finally. I know. So... Admittedly, um, I really loved Archive 81 season one. I I couldn't quite latch on to season two. So I kind of just fell off. And I had been told many, many times, like, just listen to season three. You don't have to you don't have to listen to season two for it. Some things might not make sense, but it's going to be OK. So I am really hesitant to do that, but I gave it a shot. I need something to listen to on this flight. And I have yet to listen to season four, which is um, like kind of a separate story. But season three is a masterpiece. Um, And I don't use that word lightly. Um, It is a love letter to audio. It is... Beautifully performed. Um, So the season is about two half-siblings who, uh, during their father's funeral, find his tapes that give instructions on how to perform a a cultish ritual that has an effect. You don't know what the effect is until, I think, the end of the season. Uh, Just fucking stunning. It sounds incredible, obviously, but the writing is wonderful. Like it's, it's heavy and it's dark and it's very emotional, but it's also really, uh, I, I hate to use this word because I think that it means next to nothing, but I do think that it evokes what I mean. It's really authentic. Um, uh-huh. It sounds very natural and organic and the characters feel like real humans. There is an episode in season three that has been talked about a lot, and I now see why. It is called Exist in the Place You Currently Occupy, I believe. Yeah. And it could be listened to by itself, but I don't think you should do that. It is a complete story. Um, it has context with the rest of the season, but that episode alone 
is maybe up there with Memoria, the Wolf 359 episode that is one of my, that is my favorite audio mm-hmm. drama episode ever made. Uh, it's it's close up there. It's maybe second to Memoria in my eyes. It's beautiful. Um, the performances are fantastic. It's just, it's funny and it's tender and it's witty and it's very strange and I loved it. So I would highly recommend Archive 81. If you can't get into seasons one or two, I still recommend that you try season three. At the very least, listen to season one. It's very good. Um, if you if you are into it, please listen to season two as well. Just know that there is a pivot from season one to two. Yes. Uh, it is a good one. But it caught a lot of people off guard when it happened at the time that it came out. And there's uh, a huge pivot to season three, too. Yeah. So just know that, like, the quality of Archive 81 continues throughout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, let's let cards on the table. My uh, backup hard drive it, on this it, that I send all my audio files to is named archive 82 so like (laughs) that's what we're working with as far as whether or not i like archive 81 right and like it should be said the second season is not bad at all i just couldn't get into it it's the same as like when you really love american horror story um you can get into certain seasons and not other seasons like it's just it's just one of those things all right i think that'll about do it will thank you so much for coming back for the 2020 season <laughs> of course i love I know this. contract negotiations were rough but we figured it out <laughs> in the end there. <laughs> oh gavin thanks for being here i missed this and hey congratulations on launching a very finely put together uh fucking monumental effort of a <laughs> fiction show jesus christ Thank you. we worked to- really fucking hard Listening to the hug house people almost lose it time and time again. <laughs> we work really hard. It is a labor of love, it sounds like, from the outside looking it in. It is. Uh, don't buy brewski. Don't buy brewski. But you, you don't live in an area that drinks brewski by looking at the location data I get on Pinecast, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Will, where can people find you on the internet? People can find me on the internet um, on Twitter at, at WillWWrites. That's W-I-L-W underscore writes. Uh, you can find me at WillWilliams.Reviews and Hughouse.Productions, which is where you can find information about Valence. Gavin, where can people find you and the podcast? People can find the podcast at dialeduppodcast.wordpress.com. Uh, if I'm real good, and boy, this year, maybe I'll ask Santa for a .com and we'll <laughs> finally be real podcast. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at tuned in dialed up. You can also find me on Twitter at the pod report. And my website is thepodreport.com. You can also find me occasionally writing for discover pods. I have two things, one of which isn't done yet, but one thing I have submitted coming out Ooh. soon. Um, I will, uh, edit this out if it's not out by the time this episode drops, <laughs> but I just wrote a op-ed called The Case for Star Wars Audio Drama in which I desperately plead somebody somewhere who has money to please license the Star Wars audio drama because we need one. Uh, And I think that'll about do it. Well, thank you, listener. Happy 2020. Happy Happy 2020. Welcome welcome to the grind. Fill your life with laughter and love. Bye! (laughs)
Goodbye, everybody.